0: hey guys and welcome to money talks news the podcast this episode we're talking about the midas metal gold has been known as a store of value and a hedge against both inflation and global uncertainty for millennia which is why it's also part of many well-diversified saving strategies including retirement accounts yes you can actually hold gold in your ira as long as you follow the rules but should you own gold at all and if so, is it appropriate for retirement account investing? That's what we're going to find out today. I'm Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist, Miranda Markwood. Hello, Miranda.
1: Hello. I am ready to talk about shiny things. Let's do yes. this. It's,
0: and then Miranda's coming to us today. For those of you who, can't, uh, who, who can not who see her, she is in ancient Egypt today. Um, for, for those of you who are just listening, there's a sphinx behind her today. Anyway, um, also listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer, Aaron Freeman. Hello, a Hey, I want to hold some gold in my hand. Big me old too. Brick. And guess what? <laughs> Maybe this week's guest can help you do just that. It's Devlin Steele from Augusta Precious Metals. Hello, Devlin. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. Devlin's going to talk to us about everything gold-related, including how to set up a gold IRA. Before we start, need to know a couple things. First, we do have an advertising relationship with Augusta Precious Metals. However... I can let that impact our opinions. You know why? Because we're journalists. That's why. Second thing, remember, this is not financial advice. Make sure to do your own research and consult your own experts before acting on anything that you may hear here. Okay, let's dive right in. Devlin, first, give us a little background into who you are and and what Augusta Gold's all about and stuff like that
2: before we get into this. Sure. Augusta Precious Metals is a gold company that's focused on retirement accounts and we don't just sell metals to the general public. You have to come to us with a retirement account, we convert that. And it is a company that's based on education. We hold web conferences to really help people understand about gold and silver, if it's appropriate for them, and how it can benefit them. And my role at Augusta Precious Metals is director of education. I am a Harvard uh, analyst with an economics background and I prepare all the materials for the education department to really help the public learn everything they can about gold.
0: Well, you've already said something that I have to ask you about. Yeah, yeah. So if I want to buy a gold bar or gold coins or whatever it
2: is, I can't do that at Augusta. You're only IRAs. Is that the deal? Right. Well, we we service our IRA customers uh, with their cash needs, but if you're not opening up an IRA... We don't service the general public. We're we're very focused on retirement savers, and what's happening to retirement is quite quite startling right now. Now, so, explain. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, when you you work your whole life, you're putting money away, and let's say arbitrarily, you worked for a hundred dollars an hour, and that you. Accepted your pay and you made your savings based on the, the ability of that money to work in the real world at $100 of purchasing power. Because at the end of the day, money is not an investment. Money is just an instrument to transfer goods and services from one person to another. And unfortunately, as we print all the money that we do, the value, the purchasing power of our money goes down. And when you're retired, not earning new money, if you're Savings cannot keep up with the inflation rate and the the, the losing of buying power of, of the dollar. Then, your portfolio that you worked for shrinks. So you didn't really work for hundred dollars an hour. You thought you did, but when you retired, it's, you worked for fifty dollars an hour. And so, retirement savers have to shrink their lifestyle, and many of them have to go back to work, and many of them have to put off their retirement. So what's happened in the last few years has been quite startling to retire.
0: Yes, that's for sure. Now, And, and that is a good transition, and the next thing I was going to ask you, which is basically why gold? Apparently, one of the things you're suggesting that gold can do for us is to hedge against inflation. Is that accurate?
2: That That is one of the attributes of gold and silver, and it's known to be an inflation hedge. So if, if you look back over the last, you know, since 2000 to today, um, gold is appreciated more than 600%. So it's, it's held and actually acquired above the loss of purchasing.
0: What, what about it as a hedge against political uncertainty or you know things that go wrong in the world, which seem to be happening with greater frequency all the time now? Is, is gold a hedge for that? I mean, traditionally it has been
2: sold that way, right? There are three primary historical drivers of gold and silver. One will be the weakening and strengthening of the dollar. Two will be demand, and three will be global uncertainty and risk. So, absolutely, all different types of uncertainty—even what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening with China—what's you know these the um, more uncertain the times are, either politically, militarily, or any other factor, um, gold and silver have traditionally gained strength during those times.
0: Now a lot of people think that and I know you don't talk about the stock market. I got that. We talked about that before we got on the air. But a lot of people would use let let's just say generically, a lot of people would use gold as a hedge against other types of investments that they may be holding. Is that is that accurate as well?
2: That's very accurate, but that there's a definition for that and it's called uncorrelated diversification. Oh, okay. So what, what happens with most people is because they're in financial institutions, they are diversified, but they're diversified within one asset class. So if, any, if, if there's a correction, they don't have an offsetting asset, their t- entire portfolio goes down. That's why so many people see their portfolios go down 20%, 30%, where I believe a better type of diversification is considered uncorrelated diversification where you have different asset classes that behave differently under the same market conditions, therefore having the potential to offset each other. So I think the best type of diversification is when you have a, a, a portfolio with different asset classes in it.
0: Can, now, can, show of hands, we, did, we don't ever script our shows. Show of hands, <laughs> who, who, who here owns gold in some way, shape, or form? Hmm. I, I, maybe, maybe, I'm maybe my electronics you do, Devlin. Maybe <laughs>
3: my computer
0: and some of my other electronics. Okay, so I do. You, I, yeah. I, 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 have owned gold, uh, you know, forever. <clears throat> um, I, 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 don't own a ton, you know, but I, but I've owned some my whole my whole investing career, I believe. And you do too, Miranda.
1: Yeah. So I have my my versions of gold are in a couple things. Um, I have, I, I actually have my own, um, that I have kept at home just in the form of coinage um so investment grade coinage so i have some investment grade coinage and then i did have um a while back, I did have some uh, paper gold, so certificates. I don't have them anymore. I've sold those since. But... I, I
0: don't have my Krugerands anymore because somebody broke into my house and stole them. <laughs> oh, no Google Yeah, ones. that's a true story about five years ago. Interesting. Uh, but, I, but I do still have some stuff of gold. Devlin, and obviously Devlin has gold, and Aaron apparently does not. Uh, Devlin, do you have an opinion, or, or are you allowed to, to voice an opinion on
2: where you think gold might be going? Well... well um... It, again, if you go back to 2000 to today, it goes up over 600%. And if you look at the economic um, um, position right now, uh, it is setting up a Goldil- Goldilocks uh, an environment for gold and silver. And the reason for that is that you have the federal reserve who was late to the game, tightening and raising rates to find inflation. And we overprinted money, quite frankly you a just of it. Yeah, employment. no question. That's what caused the inflation, right? And, right. So you have too many dollars chasing too few goods. And so the typical response of the Federal Reserve is they raise interest rates. So try to choke the environment so that you have less dollars chasing goods. Now, what we've seen is employment numbers are very robust. So it's they're going to have to keep, like, hovering at it. And what they want to do is raise unemployment lower the amount of dollars chasing goods, lower GDP. And while they're doing that, then what happens is that gold and silver have a direct uh, in, uh, in uh, relationship with the DXY. So as the dollar strength goes up, even though we're losing strength here in the U.S., locally, amongst the international currencies, the dollars are gaining strength, and gold and silver have an inverse relationship with the DXY, so gold and silver have been holding down or holding still. and Then we see the rates go from three quarters of a percent to half a percent to a quarter percent. We're expecting maybe one more quarter percent rise. And eventually uh, they stop raising rates and then they do what's called a Fed pivot. After they drive the economy potentially into a recession and they try to build us back out of that by lowering rates and and popping money back into the economy. The thing is that no one expects them to be able to get inflation back down to 2%. So when they do this Fed pivot, the reason why it's a Goldilocks moment is because you're going to still have relatively high inflation, probably around 4%, with rates coming down at the same time, and that's just going to put the fuel to the fire for gold and silver. So I'm very bullish on it. Soto Bank thinks gold is going to go to three thousand by the end of this year. I think that's too bullish, personally. A lot of analysts think silver is going to go to thirty-eight. Again, I think that's too bullish. I I see more of a twenty-five percent uh, type acceleration this year. But when that Fed really makes that pivot, I just think gold and silver are going to take off. I think that's that's interesting, and I don't want to I don't want to get too far in the weeds here.
0: But one of the things, as you mentioned, that is is a um, mover of gold is the dollar. Uh, the dollar, the DXY. I, I was just looking it up. The fifty-two just, week is <laughs> about one fifteen. It's at one oh three and a half right is, now. What as are we think
1: look, Just look, real quick. Look, sorry, real quick. I think we need to make sure we uh, identify uh, define the DXY for our listeners, as Devlin said. You mentioned um, its strength against other currencies, and so we actually need to say, okay, well, the DXY is is a measure here; it's an index, right? Yeah. Um, and it's and it's. Um, sorry, it just I just want to make sure our listeners understand that we're we're moved into jargon a little bit. It's, it's, yeah, a, yeah.
0: Well, thank you for po- for a, doing that, Brandon, for clarifying perfor-
1: that. Yeah, it's the dollar's performance against a basket of of currencies um, around the world. And, and
0: it has been stronger than it is now. And as, and as the dollar now today, the you know the last couple of days, the of dollar. When interest rates rise, let's a tiny bit of background on the dollar. Okay, when interest rates rise or the the economy of a country looks good, people shift their assets to that country. The United States has had, when we started raising rates and our our economy was looking better than other economies around the world, uh, people put their money into U.S. assets. How do they do that? They do it with dollars. What does that do? It makes dollars go up against other currencies like the euro and the pound and the yen, etc. So the dollar has been historically strong. I mean, really strong. The 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 uh, the euro, which was a, a you know a uh, one hundred dollar what a dollar thirty compared to ours just a couple of years ago, was trading at parity not long ago. Now the dollar has started to come down as other as other countries have raised their rates and we've stopped raising ours as much. Am, am I saying this right, Devlin? Is this is this basically yeah, yeah. correct? Well,
2: just as the comparison, we were down in the high eighties just a couple of years ago. Yeah, so, I mean this is. We haven't seen dollar strength like this in a very long time, and this confuses people because how can the dollar be strong when you go to the supermarket and your dollar is buying so much less? So nationally, locally, the dollar is very weak. Internationally, the dollar is very, very strong, stronger than we've seen almost forever. And, and as the
0: dollar that, goes down, that should help gold prices go up,
2: the, right? The dollar, the the, the dollar when we pivot and with everything else going on, the dollar will start to, I can't say, the dollar should start to come <laughs> right. And, and as that dollar comes down, then gold and silver really start to take off.
0: And indeed, as the dollar has been dropping uh, the last several months, gold has gone up. Uh, I don't know if it's up as we speak, but uh, it has been well, getting gold, higher.
2: Gold in the last couple of months uh, is up 18%, silver so up 25%. So, Roosevelt well, have been doing very, very well. They pulled back recently, just a little bit, because of those employment numbers. And because those employment numbers signify that the Fed will probably do another rate increase, we were expecting them to stop altogether. But, you know, they, these employment numbers represent most likely the under FedEx. Yeah, more than likely.
0: Okay, let let's take. Um, let me let me pay some bills here, Devlin, real quick. A uh, real quick uh, ad, and then we're going to come back on the other side of that. And we're going to talk about how exactly you buy gold in an IRA because <laughs> I really don't know, and I'm I'm really curious. Actually, about...
3: actually, I'm gonna. I have an eighth grade science question, and Devlin's a teacher, so we're gonna have that we're, too. We're gonna do like that too. We get back. Okay, cool.
0: We'll be right back after this, guys. Okay, we are back. Before we start. Do something for me. If you appreciate what we do here, do something for us and share this show with your friends and family on your favorite social media platforms and subscribe to our podcast. Takes you two seconds to do that. Really helps us. So please do that for us. Okay, now let's get back into the discussion. Aaron, you had a, an eighth grade science question. Please let's ha- hear it. Well, I got to imagine, I mean, oh. anybody's thinking about
3: wrapping their 401k into a gold IRA. They're going to have this question, is is why gold? Um you know, and you guys were describing earlier everybody's talking about it, a currency a currency is gold still a currency because from a science perspective it's not as rare as platinum or, or uranium or rhodium or or, or uh, palladium uh, so why is gold still this go-to thing to back everything
2: up good question gold has been a currency and uh the first currency and a remaining currency for over five thousand years. Um man has subscribed a value to it in that way and it has held value. One of the things about gold and silver is that it has kept its relative purchasing power uh in, in through every economy, every currency stock, through every currency, through every political superpower through religious powers through every single power gold has sustained itself and when you look at wealthy families wealthy families have stored wealth and transferred wealth generationally in three main assets which would be uh, real estate art and precious metals and you know it's just the way it has always been and it continues to be that way and i don't see it ever really I,
1: uh, by the way and, i would not honestly, call it
2: gold a currency i'd call it gold a store of value i wouldn't call it a currency
1: i was gonna say it's some, some places you actually can use i believe utah is one of the states that accepts some types of gold as currency as well if you go to the right stores they will accept it as currency oh, like utah, oh do they have that do they have yeah. the little weight and measurement yeah. thing in the like store utah, utah allows <laughs> utah allows it as a state like like, as long as it's, you know, specific types of gold, I believe this is, I'm going to have to we, double We don't check have to that, argue but, semantics, but, <laughs> but uh, it, it
0: doesn't matter. But I really believe
1: that, that that Utah is one of the states that does allow stores to accept gold as currency. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am dying to put some gold in my IRA. Let's but do this. But I don't Let's know do how. <laughs> if if only we had someone here that could tell us how to put gold in an IRA. I mean, because I really don't... Is this physical gold? Describe the process, Devlin. Tell me what happens when I call call up uh, your company
2: and I say, I want to put some gold in my IRA. What do you do? What do I do? So what's, what's interesting about it is that all IRA structures follow basically the same rules as far as contributions, distributions, minimum required distributions. When most people start, they start in the 401 that goes through financial assets that are allowed in the 401k. And it's managed for them. They're not out there self-managing their IRA. Now, what most people don't know is that you can transfer your 401ks or IRAs, a portion of them, into what's considered a self-directed IRA. And that self-directed IRA means that you are in control of it. No one is doing the buys and sells for you. You control all the buys and sells. So you're basically liquidating a portion of your money from your other accounts, transferring it over into a brand new IRA that if you're buying from Augusta Precious Metals, we help you set up and do that transfer. But it's with a non-banking custodian. So it's with a third party. And that money, when it's transferred there, there are a lot of alternative assets that people can invest in. They just don't know about it. You can even put money into real estate with your IRAs. you can put money into um, uh, IR you can put it into tax liens you can put it into all sorts of things and one of the what's called alternative assets that people can invest in with a self-directed IRA is physical gold and silver there'll be three entities involved there'll be the custodian which is keeping you they're basically bookkeepers that keep you compliant with the IRS there's a depository that is insured and and it holds the physical gold and silver for you. And then there's the precious metals company. But it is a um, a non-taxable event because you're going from a retirement account to another retirement account. And it puts you in control and you can buy gold and silver. you don't have to do the whole thing, right? You could do just part of your IRA. Yeah, Yeah, you can just do more.
0: And now I would imagine hearing this description, is the custodian, is the custodial nature or the custodial fees, are they higher? than then they would be in like you know f- a fidelity that's, or
2: whatever no let, let's take let's just use a, a simple number like a hundred thousand dollars yeah um the average 401k uh is charged with 2 point4 percent management fees per year in, uh for 401k that's very high let's use let's use one percent yeah yeah which it's not one percent but it's let's use one percent so that's a thousand dollars a year for that hundred thousand dollars Yeah. The custodian—it's um, a fifty-dollar one-time application fee, and then it's one hundred dollars a year, regardless of the amount. Wow. You can have two hundred thousand dollars in there, three hundred thousand dollars in there—it's one hundred dollars a year. The depository is equally one hundred dollars a year, regardless of the amount. So the first year is two hundred fifty dollars. Every year thereafter is two hundred dollars. Really, really inexpensive. Yeah, that is
0: inexpensive. Now, what about the gold itself? I'm buying that through Augusta in, in your, this situation, right? Okay, so That's am I buying Krugerands? Am I buying American Eagles? Right. Am I buying bars? Well, what am I buying?
1: Because, I mean, right, because yeah, there's yeah. only certain types of gold that can be held in the IRA, right? You can't just buy any anything and just say it's in your IRA, correct? Oh, I
2: didn't know that. Right. You, you have a partner in this, uh, the IRS. <laughs> uh, so they want to make sure that you're investing wisely and they also want to make sure that it holds value, and then you're in the uh, the approved types of metals. So, And it cannot be a collectible. And for silver, it has to be 99.99% pure. For gold, 99.95% pure. Uh, there are a couple exceptions for that, but there are reasons for that. Um, but that makes it very limited. You have bars, you have eagles, you have maple leaves. Uh, you have American Eagle proofs. You have there. There's probably a, a, a dozen or uh, maybe two dozen different assets that you choose between, and you're in control of the of the IRA. So what we do, we're not financial advisors. We can't tell you what to buy, and we can't buy for you. We show you all the different metals, tell you the features and benefits, and the individual has to choose from own portfolio.
0: Cool. And you guys obviously make money on the spread. I mean, you make, you're selling the gold at a slightly higher price than, than uh, you know, that's how you make your money. Now, how big is that? Because what I'm going to do, if I'm going to do this, is I'm going to look and see how much an ounce of gold is right now, right, on the COMEX. You know, I'm just going to look and see. And then I'm going to say, how much is you charging me? And, and I'm going to say, well, how come it's, I assume it's going to be higher than the spot price of gold. Uh, but how much higher is it going to be? Do I, it, or does it depend on how much I'm buying, or something like that?
2: No, it doesn't. We have one price; it doesn't matter if you're buying a million here, you're buying a hundred thousand. One price. So, um, a lot of uh, the common mistake is trying to figure out how much it is above spot. Spot price is the price for the raw ore. The mean- only people who buy physical metals at the spot price are the mint manufacturers. They buy it at the spot price. They melt it. They add a little bit of copper because these are soft metals and that's the binding agent. And then they bind assets, like we just said, bars, eagles, maple leaves, etc. At that point, the mint manufacturer charges a minting fee for that asset. And then there's market demand on that asset also. So every single asset will have a different price above spot. So there isn't a universal price above spot. So the wrong question always is, what do you charge over spot? Right question is, what do you charge for a bar? What do you charge for an American Eagle? Because that's what, how you can compare vendor to vendor and see okay. what the price is. And, and should you
0: do that? Should you compare vendor to vendor?
2: Uh, I, I think most of the good vendors are the top ones that Augusta is are pretty much within pennies or dollars of each other. Yeah. I think what's important is, you mentioned this before, the spread so on common bullion, the spread is 5%. And so what you're looking at, what's called a bid-ask. What is the asking price, and what is the buyback price for the asset? And that's, because that's, at the end of the day, that's what you have to overcome to be in profits. Because if you bought a $100,000 from us today of American Eagles, on the same day, we buy it back for $95,000. Okay. So you have to overcome that 5% spread in order to be at break even.
0: Now, that reminds me of another question too. Uh, that what I've, I've been giving people financial advice either on television or, or as a financial advisor for 40 years. And what I've always said is, you want to own some gold, you don't want to own a ton of gold. You want to have about
2: 10% of your assets in gold. Do you, do you agree or disagree with that statement? I disagree with that premise because financial no offense, but uh, that, that's the old playbook that's been around for a long time. And the question is, why 10%? If you can't give me a theoretical reason why 10%, then it's an irrelevant number because really you have to look at everyone's portfolio differently. What are you, what are you trying to achieve? And really with gold and silver, if you look at 2008, for instance, in 2008 um, to 2011, gold went up over 100%, silver went up over 300%. The average... Um, Um, investor in gold and silver in that period of time between gold and silver uh, probably doubled their portfolio size. So if you had a million dollars out in other assets in 2008, most people lost 30%. So that would be down from a million to 700,000. If you had put 25% at the foresight, put 25% to gold and silver, then your 750 loses 30%. That's Now you lost two ten. Your two fifty in metals in that time would have probably appreciated to another two fifty. They offset each other. So the question is, what is the right balance for an individual to have an offsetting asset that will have a meaningful difference in a volatile and unstable market? What's your What's your answer to that? What we're seeing currently, I don't. I don't give financial advice. So, <laughs> oh right, right, right. You made
0: that very clear before we started the podcast. So you you sure, wouldn't right. say any percent that people should
2: have. No, I, I can tell you that what we're seeing is the bottom. The bottom number that people are using these days is twenty percent. Okay, that's the bottom that people are using. You're so, uh, so you're saying twenty percent or more? You guys are seeing. Some people. Be- well, some people. Some people just want to store their value. They don't want to take any risk. They don't know what's going to happen in this world. And they just want to be on the sideline. And if you're in the sideline in cash, that's not good because your cash is—you can't put your cash under your mattress because you come back to it and it doesn't buy what it used to buy. Actually, though, Um, you know, Devlin, I've heard people say
0: this is true about stocks and gold uh, now, particularly because people are saying, "Hey, I can earn five percent on T-bills. Gold's not paying me a a dividend, and stock market could go down. You know, Krusoga Gold for that matter. But you know what I'm saying." So I, and I and actually for the first time in forty years I have started putting money in T bills uh, or, or Treasuries of some sort I, I because think, I mean I there's no, you know there's no way to lose money at five percent so you
2: know some some people could make that argument. There's there's like I said I think gold and silver should be a portion not everything. Yeah yeah.
0: Personally, uh, I, we're, 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 I
2: believe yeah. gold and silver are going to do much better than five percent. Well, I and hope then. so yeah.
0: because I own some. Uh, now, and, and we're going to. By the way, anyone listening to this, if they want to to hook up with Devlin or, or learn more about Augusta, we're going to have links in our show notes to do that, so you'll be able to. And I might do that myself. I mean, I have owned some gold in different forms for my entire investment career, as I said. But uh, this this could be interesting. I have a, I have a
3: question I wanted to piggyback back up on because uh, I wasn't sure if I was I'm right about this or if I heard it right. So you said this isn't a managed fund; this gold IRA, so that. Right, so that means pretty much if you put your money in like any IRAs, you can buy and sell. So you could, in theory, keep on top of of the price of gold and then you know sell the top, yeah, buy at the right bottom, soon, and all that right? kind of stuff.
2: Definitely, yeah. That, but there are a couple of caveats. Uh, one is um, gold and silver. You should be going with gold and silver with a longer term vision for it. You shouldn't go in with short term liquidity needs. Um, if you go from two thousand to today. Gold's up six hundred percent. There are dips along the way, so um, and those dips can be quite substantial at certain points. So you should have a longer term staying power for gold and silver. And you shouldn't go into short term liquidity. If you're an older individual who is living off of distributions, gold and silver is is not for you. It's not something to get rich quick. Steam when we put it in and you get, you're going to sell it a year from now and make a ton of money. It should be a longer term. Um, um, stability play for a portfolio, especially for retirement accounts. Another thing is, um, we have a minimum that uh, we require people to have at least one hundred thousand dollars in in uh, retirement accounts, and our minimum is fifty thousand dollars as a uh, purchase. That you know, we're we're not looking to sell gold silver to everyone. It has to be right for your portfolio. And that's why we require everyone to go through an educational webinar with us, uh, where one of my educators one on one will go through all the aspects and really help you qualify gold and silver as right feet.
0: Interesting. I'm glad cool. you brought that up. So we've got to have a hundred thousand in our IRA total and we and we and we've got to invest at least fifty thousand in gold uh for you correct. guys to even deal with us at all. Right. That's correct. Okay. Cool. Can cool. you can you make the minimum, Miranda?
1: <laughs> I could I could make the minimum. <laughs> I, That's I, what we like to hear. I, I've been building a retirement portfolio for 20 years now. I could make the minimum.
0: Hurrah. Okay. Are <laughs> you going you to cash in some of your Bitcoin to put it in gold? <laughs> I know. I, am, I have
1: already cashed in the Bitcoin I'm going to cash in near the top of the market. Now the rest of it's just gravy. I'm going to wait to become... A Shiba Inu millionaire, that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm,
0: I may not live long enough to see that, but I'm going to try and You will not. You will die before No, I'm that almost happens. certainly. I may die. not even last a you weekend. Will,
1: you will die before my crypto makes me a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So Devlin, I, I think we're. Do you have anything else, dude? You haven't had much to say. Anything else before we before we cut off our podcast today?
3: No, I asked the questions I had. I mean, obviously there is a there's that whole thing online where's where you know mill, millennials and stuff like that going. Hey, crypto versus gold. You Actually, know, I was a just going to hed- say
0: that. I'm reading that a lot.
3: Who, who's a better hedge against inflation and stuff like that? But
1: dude, I made some good money off crypto, and I would still, if I was going to pick a long term. Thing I would still go gold, like and I'd make I make money. I think off I of would crypto. too. I mean, you know,
0: it's yeah. hard. It's hard to. I've know I've said
3: many times I'm not a believer in crypto. So,
0: well, I've never <laughs> like... seen anything. I've never seen the um, the differences of opinion on crypto. I mean, because some people who I really respect are like, this is toilet paper. It is trash. It is never going anywhere. And then some people who I respect are we like, well, this is awesome. You have to buy it. Same thing with gold, actually. Although uh, oh. you don't see people say gold is horrible. Um, some people yeah. like it better than others.
1: My yeah, my main issue with gold, specifically if you're going to hoard physical gold, is um, when 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 the the coming apocalypse is upon us, you can't eat that, <laughs> and so and so so I've got my food storage and my guns and my ammo and I'm ready to go.
0: Brenda, <laughs> so. I find I found I find things about you all the time that I find really uncomfortable, <laughs> and this is the I'm one. I'm just why you...
1: realistic. If if it all goes to shit. Gold and silver really aren't going to help you much. Let's be actually, honest. Actually, actually, if there's an
3: apocalypse, we'd actually probably return to gold as a form of. Pho- and
0: I'm
1: afraid cash. <laughs> we're out of time now. <laughs> Aaron and but, I, my son and I, have a plan because before the, someone the, brings
0: up zombies.
1: I was getting there.
0: Devlin no. is. A, I know. I know. Devlin's I was afraid like, you okay. were. Devlin like, is, is a serious man. He does not want to hear this. Uh, Devlin, do you have anything else you want to add before we close today? Yep,
2: nope, and wonderful. I mean, as far as crypto, if you want me to comment on it, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I've made a lot of money on crypto, but day trading, and and um, it's unregulated, and you have these exchanges that obviously are not sound, and I think it puts consumers in a lot of risk. And I think retirement savers who went into all these Bitcoin IRAs um, got crushed. Yeah, and I warned people beforehand. I said. This is risk money investment. Uh-huh. This is not where you put money that you worked your whole life with. Yeah, that is absolutely and true. I think it's a shame what's happened to so many people who thought they were going to become Bitcoin millionaires and people have lost tons and tons. And I think in today's world where I get, you know, listen, I, I have my Harvard cohorts who send me their uh, analysis of where things are going every single day and I laugh at them and say, I can get better advice from my mailman. And I say this for two reasons. One, because I like to ribble, because they think he's smart. <laughs> and two, because, because no one can run a program today to tell you where we're going to be in one year. That's how things are. It's yeah. so crazy. out there. And with that, with that knowledge of knowing that there's no predictable outcome right now, cold and silver make sense. And that's why I tell people gold and silver should be part of everyone's portfolio. And especially, we didn't even talk about money and the potential of a central bank digital currency and uh, the changing evolution of money. Money is not going to look the same in the next five, ten years. It doesn't really Things now hardly change.
1: Yeah,
2: and everyone needs to have something outside. How, how
0: does it, if the if the federal government now we're running over? But that's okay because I want to know the answer to this. If the federal government does come up with a digital currency. How does that affect gold?
2: How does that affect I gold? Yeah, it's going to affect gold in a very positive way upward. Now, why is that? Because people are going to want to create transfer uh, transactions that aren't tracked by digital currency. and oh, so okay. the demand for gold and silver are going to increase as a result. Because this digital central bank digital currency is an invasion Asia. That's funny
3: That's really funny Because I've actually said that On many of our shows It's like once people Start having everything tracked And everything could be taxable They're going to be like Uh oh What's my alternative What are you What
0: are you cheating on your taxes And then talking about it on the podcast I'm telling you It's the human
3: the the human way How are
1: we going to keep doing this Aaron If you get busted for tax fraud Come on, man. Who's going to produce our podcast when you're busted for tax fraud? There's plenty
0: of producers out there. Don't tell him I said that, though. (laughs) Okay, guys, we do have to cut this off. And I have to say, Devlin, before we end today, that when you said you day-traded crypto, you became way more interesting to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, folks, we are out of time, but we are never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, Your online home is MoneyTalksNews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And to hook up with Devlin, just look for the link in our show notes. Uh, Or you can look for AugustaPreciousMetals.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear from you. Email us at hello at MoneyTalksNews.com. That's hello at MoneyTalksNews.com. And at the risk of repeating myself, let me say that if you, if you like what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to, our, subscribe to our podcast. Takes you a couple of minutes. Makes our parents proud. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. Thanks, Devlin, for your time today. I am Stacy Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. And I'm Aaron Freeman. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We're going to see you right here next time.